Shut up and sit down. <laughs> that's the real reason that Jeremy does a podcast. Is that's the whole reason. I didn't think you were going to do it because Chris is no not with us today, and I feel you just do that just to bug the hell out of him. Well, pissing him off is one of my primary goals, but I do it because it's fun and it makes me feel alive. That's and so, the reason to do something. And now sure. that he's not here, I feel even more alive. Which, by the way, oh, audio levels look banana sandwiches. Well, don't worry about it. that's Chris's job. He'll fix it. He'll fix it. He'll fix it. So, by the way, Chris is not here this evening. He's off um, hunting yetis, and we will miss him. Hopefully, he gets one. Actually, the truth is, we've replaced Chris with Chris version 2.0, Travis Tate. We are happy Hello. to have him in studio this evening. And, you know, I'll tell you, the, real, the, the reason, the moral behind this story is, you mess with me, you get cut, <laughs> and then we get a better version of you, and then you're embarrassed. So... So all Travis has to do is push the buttons and we're good to go. All right. How about this one? That no, that, everything but that one. Not the okay. red one. I have this knack for slapping on the table because I get really excited. And or clapping. Or clapping. Or yelling. Or yelping. You know what, guys? <laughs> Did I not just tell you about the story how Chris got cut? Whoa! So, that was all right. Red. I'm pretty sure. Speaking of getting cut, let's do some intros. Absolutely. So, uh, Travis, why don't you go ahead and start us off? I'm Travis Tate. I'm a stand-up comedian here in town. Happy to be here. We are happy to have you. Why do they call him stand-up comedians and not just a comedian? Uh, Because comedian is kind of a broad spectrum now. I mean, people think of like your Tina Fey's or, I don't know, maybe even like a Conan O'Brien as a stand... They're all comedians, but that's a particular... I mean, Tina Fey, brilliant... But she's never done stand-up. She's a brilliant sketch writer. She writes Kimmy Schmidt. She wrote 30 Rock. She's written movies. She's acted. She's great. Doesn't do stand-up. So it's just kind of a good way to let people know there is a difference. Yeah. I also think that when you when you go to Wise Guys, what happens? There's a mic sitting in the middle of the stage. The comedian goes walking out to the center of the stage, grabs that sucker, and knocks uh-huh. people's socks off. So... They're standing up the entire time. Very seldom do you ever see a comedian that does a stage performance that's sitting down. And if so... It's probably not very good. Or it's, <laughs> or it's bizarre. Anyway. Sometimes they'll, they'll sit down uh, just to bring the energy down for a minute because there's something... Like, they, they're going to tell a story and they kind of want a big pop at the end. Uh, okay. So it was kind of... I'm just going to sit here for a second. Did you see how light he snapped his fingers, Josh? Oh, that was, see, that's why that was amazing. Wow, I'm going to get cut. Travis is going to replace me. Chris 2.0 is working out fabulous. Yeah, so introduce yourself, Josh. I'd love to. My name is Josh Butterfield. I'm a Salt Lake City, Utah entrepreneur. Uh, and I make board games, write comic books, um, create poems, um, sculpt. Just um I, all the things. I, I actually all the things. I sculpt with my feet. It's Ooh, it's well. beautiful. I don't like to brag, but they're fantastic. <laughs> Those are called footsteps. <laughs> oh, what? oh dang it, I did it. Damn the loud boots. Next to us is Jess. Hi, I'm Jessica, your events mistress as I have been dubbed, as well as your designated driver for these gentlemen. Woo-hoo. Um are you also the mistress? Of the of night. The night. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Good. That's what I hear. Good. And I'm Jeremy. 
Uh, Utah transplant entrepreneur, happy to be here. Still, toxic green algae survivor. Thank you very much. I did. However, they almost shut our water off again. I saw that. I uh, that was so. That was close. So so not 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 to veer too far and to spread this out into a four week episode. But uh, they were going to shut off our, our water permanently because Utah Lake is so low. But then they stepped in and they did some deal with Draper and they decided that if it gets to that point, they'll borrow water from Draper. So our prices will still go up, but our garden won't die. Well, I'll drink to that. Um, just so you know, when you came in, I did a quick follicle count to make sure that everything was still <laughs> working out. Because, I mean... No bald spots. No bald spots. No, sparks. Yeah. No bald spartans here. That's good. Where, where are you located at? Riverton. Oh, Riverton. So, so yeah, so the whole Utah Lake green algae disaster, and then they did shut off our water for a couple wow. of weeks, and my little urban farm almost died, and then they turned it back off, and it's been a disaster. I don't I know gr- if you I followed it. I grew up it. in Draper. Oh, so you grew up in Draper? So yes. Yes, so you're aware. It was before all the rich people moved in. <laughs> I know. It's really a beautiful area now, actually. Um, okay, well, we're going to fire this hush puppy up with some lovely uh, events, so Jess, mistress of the night, walk us through. Mistress of the events. Mistress, isn't it creature of the night? Creature of the night. I'm pretty sure that's the, the actual lyric the from Rocky night. Horror Picture we're, Show. Oh, I, I thought we were talking fan of the opera. No, she's talking... I originally did say that's that. That's music of the night. Oh, music of the night. Well, damn it. She's thinking touch a touch a touch a touch me. Yes. Um, from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I should pull it up and play the Which, audio. by the way, that, that show just crossed its 30 41st. Yeah, so. 41st year. Yep. So, so anyway. All sexiness aside, walk us through it. We digress as usual. We digress. Uh, just a reminder from last week, Zubru is August 24th. Uh, if tickets aren't sold out... Monkeys and booze. Check it out. What could be better? I know, right? Monkeys with guns and booze. Whoa. It's, it's a cash <laughs> bar. That's like a cartoon. has to be. It should it's be. Like a it's not yet. Looney Tunes. I don't know. I'm uh, it's ten ninety five, and Because <laughs> they need your suggestions. <laughs> right. Uh, and a really cool event that's happening this weekend that I'm hoping that I get time to go to is the first annual... Wasatch International Food Festival, and it's out at the Utah Cultural Celebration Center, which is in West Valley off of Redwood Road. It is uh, five dollars for adults. It's not bad. If you want a VIP ticket, it's twenty-five. You get this really awesome cup that they made. Does it come with a corn dog? <laughs> I did not see a corn dog vendor there. What? International food, dude. America revolves around the corn dog. How about Navajo tacos? Uh, probably. Okay, as an alternate, yes. Funnel cakes? Yes. You'd have to go bratwurst, maybe. Oh! (laughs) Some of of the cuisines will be Cuban, Hawaiian, ribs, sushi, Mexican, pineapple, Jamaican. Beans. um, And something that just got announced yesterday that I'm really excited about. His name is uh, Viet Pham, and he is a local restaurant owner. I actually think he just sold his share in the restaurant. Uh, of Forage, uh, which is downtown Salt Lake, but he's doing a presentation on Saturday afternoon. He was also a contestant on the next Food Network Star, and he's just an all-around cool dude. Um, A cool thing about this is that money that is going to this event is going back into the students and family that participate in programs at the Cultural Center. So it's, they have music, and I think uh, Van Lady Love is playing, which is a 
huge band locally. Um, gentlemen, I got an event for you that started last week. Oh. Is it better than food? Because you had me. It's at better. Food. It's it's food and beer. Oh. Oktoberfest oh. started October last week. Oktoberfest! <laughs> oh, yeah. Up at Snowbird. Yep. Yes, yeah, so it goes uh, August um, 13th, I believe it started, and it goes till October 9th. Um, it's just like all the other it holidays. Stops October 9th. Yes. They should call it beginning of Oktoberfest or yeah, ending in Oktoberfest. Maybe they have an Oktoberfest 2, <laughs> the sequel that starts the second week of October. <laughs> Not here. Well, that sucks. I know. Aww. But if you haven't been, it's really nice up there. A bunch of uh, local and international beers, some amazing German food, entertainment. I went last year and the bells were my favorite part. <laughs> I sat and watched them for like 10 minutes. The bells? Yeah, they had a guy like playing bells. Just reading like, bells? Yeah, it was Going from so bell bell. awesome. Or singing the Edgar Allan Poe poem. No. No? Oh, well. Who opened for him? The guy that puts his finger around yes. the water glasses? Oh, it might have been a lady. An accordion, actually. Maybe. An accordion. What about the band that plays with the trash? But one of the best sound, w- noise, stomp, something like that. They one of the best waffles I've ever had in my life was up there. So if you, I hope it's still there this year because I need it. Is it a German waffle? It is a it's Belgian. Belgian. <laughs> but it had maple. Inferior and waffle. Maple and bacon on it. Oh. It was Sounds good. Yeah, it was awesome. Damn good. So this is also my favorite time of year. Uh, The beginning of the summer is a lot of city festivals celebrating their creation. And this time of year is fair season. Uh, Fair fair season. season. A fair is a veritable smorgasbord, morgasbord, (laughs) morgasbord. After the light. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Thank you. It is true. Chris 2.0. Chris 2.0, man. (laughs) On the ball. So Weber County had theirs last weekend. Um, This weekend is the Utah County Fair down in Spanish Fork. Um, there's a demolition derby. The country band Lone Star's playing. There's monster trucks. Didn't somebody get hurt at the demolition derby last month? Sorry, yes, just... a big old metal piece flew into, into the into crowd. The audience. Yeah, the video is crazy. What a badass it way all to die. Games it is. Until you put an eye out. It hit their eye with a bump. Their arm, arm, like... I don't know. It broke her arm too. Oh, that's not, think. That's yeah. not as dramatic. So I have one more really important event to talk about. Um, even though it's about a week and a half out. If it's important, we want to hear it. It is. Does it have food and or beer? Both. Whoa! Both. It's Hold on, I better put my pants back on. Whoa. Okay, go ahead, hit it. It's your lucky day. Uh, <laughs> I better 20... take my pants back off. Ow! The twenty seventh is the City Weekly Utah Beer Fest. Beer Fest. Beer Fest. Oh. It's at the Utah State Fairgrounds. At Have you seen that movie, Beer Fest, by the way? Yes. You mean the, the movie with, where... With yeah, the, with the boot and then the grandma. The, oh, my the gosh. Jimmy grandma. The first 30 seconds of the movie might as well have been called Boob Fest because... Wasn't that the one where everyone was... Fu- never mind. No, that's... Uh, no, yeah. Another uh, podcast. You said boot, boot, right? Boot. Boob. Oh, okay. Because Just everyone gets naked in like the first 30 seconds of the movie. Well, and in the most gratuitous booby shots They gotta ever. grab your attention. They, well, it works. I've met two of those guys and I don't want to see either one of them naked. <laughs> <laughs> when you say everyone, I hope it excludes the Broken Lizard guys. Ooh. Who are... Do they make beer? No, they made the movie. The Broken oh, Lizard guys. Did you really know those, those guys? Yeah. Uh, Steve Lemmy and... It's the short guy. I can't remember. The short guy. Steve, was it Bill Lemmy? No, it's Steve Ty- Lemmy. Tyler Lemmy? 
The other guy? The fat guy and the short guy. Oh, okay. The fat guy that looks like me. From the movie. And he's yeah. also in <laughs> Super Troopers, right? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, that both. guy. Oh, that's cool. Anyway. Man, we're getting... I'm we ready to extra questions like, here. Galore. Okay, have, back to events. Have. So, VIP tickets are sold out already for the Utah Beer Fest. It goes from 2 to 8. There are going to be over 150 different beers and ciders. Oh, um, local, international, domestic... Um, tickets are twenty dollars and up, just depending upon when you buy them. And Did proceeds. Like a punch card with that. Um, all of the stipulations are on the City Weekly uh, website. There's a little tab that says Beer Fest. You can click on there, and it has all the uh, questions and answers, ticket information, and all the proceeds will go to the Humane Society. I thought you would appreciate that. Well, that's I do. Wow. So drink more beer for the so, Humane Society. So hold on. This event has beer. It benefits dogs, and there's more food. than just dogs at the Humane Society. Well, you know. Yeah, but I don't care about those other critters. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I was throwing that out there. I mean, in fact, why do they even spend money on other? Cr- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love animals. They're all great. They're fuzzy. Anyway, you're 17 dogs, three cats, and your brother. And That's a bird. right. That live in your basement. That's dead. Oh, thanks for bringing up Flappy. Flappy. All Flappy. <laughs> What else you got for us? <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm So good. don't forget, I'm, also, I'm just going to do a quick plug. Friday nights at Peterson Farm, they have the food truck. Is it, is it, is 88 there? Is our... Um, no, so, um, he didn't really allude to this, and I wish he would have a little bit more in our interview that we did with him a couple weeks ago. So there are two food truck... Leagues, or whatever they're called. One is a league. The other one is called the Food Truck Underground... They're not necessarily very friendly with each other. Uh-huh. It's like it's like, you like West Side Story. They dance is. around yeah. knives. And Anyways, so <laughs> I'm not a, a big. Jet, I'm not a, a jet all the way from, from your first, first cigarette, cigarette to your last to, dining. Oh, oh. When you're a jet, snuffed. Anyways, I have very strong opinions about both groups. And, Good or bad or both? Uh, bad. Oh, I, yeah. Mm. I I I don't agree with. The way that they handle some of their business. Like a union? And I think that there's no reason that they should be excluding trucks. It's their business. There's some Jimmy Hoffa shit going on. Lead pipe cruelty. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Damn it. Anyway, however, the the Peterson... I don't think the Peterson Farm one is... is It is the Food Truck League. Oh. Yes. They call themselves a league? Like the League of Gentlemen? No, they leave extraordinary gentlemen. Okay, then it got cool. But I was <laughs> going to say that's, that's so lame. Like, who's a league anymore? Except for the extraordinary gentlemen. The Justice League. The Justice yeah, League. It's gone all the way back around the world league. to cool again. Just go to Peterson Farm and see what they Justice have. League. They have their own little shop and um, support. Yeah, support them. I mean, the whole idea is to go get some food and, and which have is a good local. Time. You're still supporting local, but also buy stuff from the farm. It helps them. It helps them out. And then they do their Christmas trees every year. They're open year round. Anyway, that's my plug for Peterson Farm for the week. What's your favorite food truck? If you're the oh, expert, I well, one of them just closed. Unfortunately, they had another business opportunity. Um, but Fiore Pizza. Oh, like I've, I've met that guy. Glass box, uh, shipping container. Um, and then Kitchen 88, just because he cooks my steak perfect every single time. We had him on the show a few weeks ago. Every right? time. If a food truck closes, is it just kind of locked up? It's not really <laughs> Like shuts down? It's right. true. It's true. They we pull the engine out. <laughs> it gets, no, it gets the boot. We should ask Brandon. And then there's a new one called Sushi B. Rollin'. Um, he makes sushi burritos. And uh-huh. he does um, uh, poke bowls. And I just 
They're supposed to be really good. Have you tried them? Does he use mm-hmm. Does he use real bees or processed bees? What? <laughs> Anyone? No, Anyone? not two E's, just one E. Oh. Sorry. I He's amazing. Food. Spencer's awesome, though. Sometimes he gives me free food because oh. I talk about him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a food truck. It was a couple weeks ago up in Park City. And it, they do lobster. Whoa. I can't what? remember what. It was $20 for a lobster. Oh, oh done. done. And it, it, was, it, was, done. it was small. But it was the best thing. Did they I, serve it with anything like a uh, side just or anything? some like homemade chips? <clears throat> um, it was on. amazing. I let my son have a bite, and when he pulled away, like a big chunk fell on the ground. And oh. I was like, and you're like that's four dollars like, worth of lobster. Uh, so I went. You just pick that up and eat it. Yeah, I no went and grabbed a napkin, and I kind of walked over behind the bathrooms and just brushed it off and ate it. <laughs> it was still delicious. It was one of the best things I've ever had. I'd go up to Park City just for that truck. That'd be amazing. It was a farmer's market they have at the canyons oh, nice. on Wednesdays. See, if you great. like if you like sea bugs, then that's great. But uh, oh, you don't sea, like sea bugs? Like Hell sea no, bugs. I don't like shrimp. I don't like. Ugh, I are don't you like allergic much. or you just don't like oh, the taste? Oh, yes, that's it. I'm allergic. No, <laughs> oh, he's just picky as hell. Definitely allergic. I almost <laughs> died even thinking about the disgusting <laughs> creatures. Sea bugs. So all I'll, right. Oh. Let's move on. That was emphatic. I've had enough of this. I can tell. <laughs> well, I, for one... Any more news? Sorry, any more news? That, that's it. He's getting cut next week. So. Oh, damn. <laughs> I have a good one coming in. Don't you worry about that. Oh. My replacement is already here. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is... Have, 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 yes, but has my replacement battled the toxic algae and won... Well, we don't know that you've won yet. That's true. I could still die. Yes, that's why we're doing follicle counts okay. at the beginning. Okay. okay, moving along. So we have some news stories. Um, <clears throat> hot off the presses as it were. For those of you who've ever heard of it. You do know there are sound bites that you could just enter for that. I have looked everywhere for the for the do do sound bite, and I cannot find it. The breaking news sound bite. Yes. We need that. Hashtag breaking news soundbite. Hashtag I look like crazy girl. <laughs> I look everywhere high and low. There ain't no soundbite. That's do 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 do. When you when you I'm serious. Sorry about that. When you when you go out and look for it, you get all these like dun 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 like super dramatic. Yeah, James Bond. Like CNN. Nailed it. Of course, James Bond be cool too. Yeah, he would be cool. Breaking news, James Bond. <laughs> and now to the weather. Feels again. <laughs> okay, so... We so those of you who may or may not have ever heard of a small little thing called Facebook. The Book of Faces. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I've never... I've, how many faces do you actually find on it? Millions. A book full, a book full of faces. My All puns are them. bad, Travis. I'm trying really hard, but... You need to, like, flash the bat signal when I have a good one, so I know that you to use that one. <laughs> All right. You notice he right. has not flashed it yet. No. Okay, so it's let's... like you're not coming to open mic night. <laughs> so. Um, Trust me, he would be far from the worst thing at open mic night. See? You're not the worst thing. That almost sounded like a compliment. <laughs> open mic night has become, like, I don't know, therapy night for all the weirdos in town. Sweet. So, if, if you're into watching train wrecks... Come on down. It it's is- like watching Schindler's List in IMAX 3D <laughs> oh. while sitting in a D-box chair. Oh. That's, that's what Whoa. it's like. I, I'm picturing that, actually. That is intense. <laughs> Do they give you X-laxes you're going into just to round no, it out? The, the bathrooms are beautiful. They're, oh. they're gorgeous. 
So where where is open? Okay, this is not to the Facebook thing. Sorry, yet, but <laughs> no, no, it's fascinating. Where is open mic night? Well, the wise guys one is at the Gateway, but there's several all over town, and they're kind of like a coffee shops or bars or stuff like that. And that one, they're good. I I almost went to one tonight actually, um, but there's there's not a crowd there. Okay. But hmm. at the wise guys, there's usually like 30 paying people plus all the comedians so and it's a little bit better way to get feedback so wow but everybody has their own but are people willing to offer feedback uh just laughter is feedback you know so if people boo you off the stage maybe that's some nobody ever boos really yeah nobody ever boos you might get a groan the worst (laughs) the worst is just silence if if you do a joke and there's complete silence, that's the worst. Can I just say, it's National Tell-A-Joke Day. How cool is it that you're here oh, really? with us? Well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Now, wait a minute. Is it really National Tell-A-Joke yeah. Day? Sure oh, is. yeah. There's, there's too a, many yeah. national do-something there days. There is, but I this know. one is important because you're here. <laughs> All right. Oh, jokes. we were talking about... We were Let's about jump to back to our news because the, the Book of Faces... Can get to our interview at this So, okay. you may not know this, but Facebook has been courting in the... Naughty Bits way, West <laughs> Jordan to put a huge brand new facility there. However, a big thing that's been kind of uh, prompting this is a $240 million tax break for the company that, by the way, doesn't need a freaking tax break. I mean, they've got three dudes in a room. They don't need any... I mean, what are they using all that money for? It's ridiculous. I, I digress. But, <laughs> so they want to move to Utah. They want to move to West Jordan City, which is, um, well, in Utah. Kind of in the center of the valley. Kind of, yep, kind of in the center. It's 550,000 square feet. And so, uh, they, by the way, they thought it would be a slam dunk. They didn't think there would be any issues. However, in today's uh, meeting... Dun, 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 dun! Oh, breaking news. In today's meeting... <laughs> there was a council meeting. I wasn't invited. Or I probably was, but I, I missed the invite. You didn't check your email, which is... Probably. No, I didn't check my email. No Facebook invites went out? No... So in the meeting today, though, it was pretty much shot down. It was. It was no, no across the board for the tax breaks for all the city council members. And if they don't get the tax breaks, two hundred forty million bucks worth of tax breaks, they probably won't come. They probably won't build it. Um, Salt Lake Mayor Ben McAdams said that they will not support the plan, which is fantastic. Ben McAdams is a hero of the people. You may not know this, but underneath that dashing suit of his, and it is dashing, my friends. It is very dashing. It is dashing. Um, he's got a cape and suspenders, because... Um, suspenders. Suspenders are cool. Suspenders are way cool. And tights. Right. And tights. <laughs> and tights. With suspenders. With suspenders. I'm not saying he's fashionable. I'm saying he's a hero of the people. <laughs> well, he doesn't think it's a great idea, um, only because of the size, because of the amount of water that it's anticipated to take. And the uh, and taxpayers power, are picking up a chunk of right, the tab. right, which is a huge issue as well. Uh, they were talking about how little jobs would actually create. Yeah, well, originally they were saying seven to a hundred, and now they're saying probably none. None, yeah, or like four. Really? Yeah, because yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a data center. It's a data center. So imagine five hundred and fifty. Thousands. Thousand square feet of motherboards. Yeah, of like computers holding stuff, and one dude drinking five point three million gallons, gallons of, of water. water every day. That dude is huge. Okay, he's like the job of job of the hut. Of you should water. be drinking a lot of water every day. I'm just saying. There's water in everything I drink. I'm pretty sure is one of the <laughs> base components. 
That's there's, true. Whiskey, that's very true. There's water in this Moscow mule. From it's, your ice? How's the just, ice melts? It's, it's just Russian. Bottom. Oh, <laughs> Russian water. Russian water. Because Moscow's in Russia. See, I did that. Very nice. That was so, perfect. shot down. Do we think it's going to still come? Well, some of the positives that they were talking about is what it does for property values. When Adobe came in, it raised the property values 28%. They gave the example of everything that happened in Silicon Valley. And, you know, you work in real estate, Josh. What would you anticipate happening? Absolutely. So what happens is you get a bunch of transplants that will come in. for a, a big company like this that has a huge footprint. If they bring in leadership, if they bring in executives, if they bring in well, ten of them, though. experts. See, that's not going to happen. See, the, the, the reason that it worked out at Adobe is because of all of the people that moved out there to, to work there. That's not true of this data center. And if that's not true, you will not see a big spike in, um, in homes, I don't believe. Now, there's still people that will be near it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there will be some impact. And the thing about the housing market, in some ways, it's speculative. If you get people out there that think, man, this is going to be the next Silicon Valley... You might get people moving out there and it might see a minor bump, but if it, nothing materializes, that's going to go away, and I don't think this is going to be a factor. It'll be, I just want to say it'll be interesting to see what the Jordan School District has to say about it, because um, over 20 years they're talking about $17 million in tax revenue, and that's what the school board was looking forward to. So, <clears throat> Well, if you, if you ask me, and we're going. This is one last thing, unless our good friend Travis, aka Chris 2.0, the much improved version, um, <laughs> much much improved version. Um, it seems to me like this is another one of those things where some people are in bed with these guys. They're getting some kickbacks. There's going to be some lucrative trade deals going on. Certain people want it for all the right reasons, and there's certain people who. Are, will not remain nameless. They're Ben McAdams and his cohorts who are standing up for the little man, me. And so consequently, I say to hell with Facebook. I'm not even going to use it anymore. Whoa. And West Jordan has got my back. Everyone in West Jordan is going to strike well, Facebook face- tomorrow. Facebook is just a fad anyway. It's just a fad. <laughs> well, they'll probably slow down our service here anyway, so... Right. Like, so how, do you know that? how do you know they're not going to install some newfangled... Uh, lines and all of a sudden you have uh, better technology and better connection. Google Fiber is coming. And not only will it be good for my digestive tract, it will (laughs) greatly increase. (laughs) Google Google Fiber. Speaking of Google Fiber. I'm looking for the best thing. had a little laugh. There was a little laugh. It took a second, but I got there. Thank you. So (laughs) one last little tidbit on news and then we're going to jump over to the interview. Yes. Take it away, John. There you go. So, you may not know, but Salt Lake City is actually a very, very progressive city. And so much, in fact, that Mayor Biskupski has finally wed her fiancé, who is also a lady folk. Which makes this a marriage of the gay. Which makes this... Another proud moment for me to be a Utah. And for all those people that think the only weird things happen in Utah. Here's an example of very normal thing happening in Utah. Marriage and love. And adoption from her wife who had an 11-year-old from Guatemala. 
So that's amazing, too. He's got great hair. He's adorable. Yeah, he is pretty adorable. He's going to be a good-looking Guatemalan hair dude guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. No, but that's, that's really cool. And again, we highlight these stories because they fly in the face of the stereotype that Utah has outside of our borders. I thought we just wanted to say congratulations because it's awesome. And well, she's a cool lady. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, first. I know. <laughs> The, uh, congratulations, Mayor Biskupski. We think you're pretty swell, regardless of your um, sexual preference. Okay. Next. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, anyway, I think we've covered all the news items, uh, and we're at 28 minutes and 20 seconds. Right where we wanted to be. Right where we wanted to Perfect be. Bullseye. Time. Perfect. So, so we have with us Travis Taylor. Which before we get started, I, I want I want to walk down a little memory lane and, and see if Travis remembers. So, so back in October of 2013, <laughs> you did an interview on the old Ute Radio. Do you remember that? Yes. Do you remember the other people who were in that same podcast with you? Uh, I didn't hear the whole thing. I know the hosts was Johnny McKean, yes. who's a friend of mine, and, and Sasha Bloom. Sasha Bloom, who and they interviewed I've met a few times. myself. Oh, really? <laughs> cool. <clears throat> and Chris, one of our other cohorts. Small world. So so they did the first half of the interview with us, and then we sat there while they did the interview with you. I was so, actually at work on the phone, just waiting to talk. <laughs> doing the interview. So yeah. <laughs> so I sat through the interview with you at the, at the time. Woohoo! Small right, world, I'm cool. excited. Anyway. Just what were you being interviewed for? So we were being interviewed for a comic book we were working on the time, uh, Salt City Strangers. Oh, cool. I didn't know you guys did that. Yeah, so in fact, I've got, well, I've taken all the stuff down here, but normally there's Salt City Stranger stuff all over the place there. Um, so, but yeah, that's uh, Chris Hoffman, is the who is another local entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm trying to get more French as I say that every time. Is that, yeah, is that coming along? I don't know, it's kind of a train. But keep trying, keep at it. Right, Le Poisson. But Chris Hoffman, who is the, um, the creator of Salt City Strangers, um, we do a lot of, we've done a lot of podcasting with him as well, so um, anyway, it's kind of a weird full circle sort of a thing, but... Anyway, it was cool. I thought it was awesome. Oh. But we have it's questions for you, sir. Okay. But first of all, let's let him know. I, wanna, I want to address something real quick. Yes. My great-grandfather was a Butterfield. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. I did not think you could be any cooler. <laughs> Man, where's a box we can throw Chris's crap in? <laughs> Is there a point that have anything of his? I'm going to put Chris's name on some stuff and then throw it out. His hard drive when you give it back. There's, there's got to be some relation in there somewhere. There's got to be. I mean, I felt the kinship. It's because we're both ruggedly handsome and terribly funny. Could be it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Walk us through your history. What brought you to this glorious moment in my really, really hot office in my house? <laughs> well, I mean, like most comics, I just wanted to do it my whole life, you know? And I, I got married really young, like right after high school. So uh, my wife and I kind of made that a priority, and I kind of kept putting it off and kept putting it off. And then finally my kids got old enough. Once they all got into double digits, I think my daughter was... I've been doing it almost five years, so my daughter was nine, almost. And I just kind of decided it's time to start doing stand-up. So I just started doing the open mics, the local open mics around town, and... You know, I've kind of worked my way up, and I'm still working my way up, but that's how I've ended up here. 
So I've seen some of your comedy bits, and they're very funny. Oh, thanks. Um, I love that you tie in uh, you tie in a lot of church things, but it's lighthearted. It's never it's mostly self deprecating, but um, you know you do tie in some church elements, but you keep it light so that you know it's all um, think, it's all good. I think I actually only referenced church twice. Really. Yeah. I caught him. Clearly it made a great impact well, on Josh. <laughs> there, there's a joke I do. I I almost always opened with it. I, I opened with pleasure. it a little bit. Uh, sometimes when I first start talking to people, I get a little bit nervous. And everything in my head gets all mixed up and confused. I kind of have a hard time deciding what I want to say. Like this past weekend, I was having a hard time choosing between it's great to see you and it's a pleasure to see you. And what came out was, hey, it's great to pleasure you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just because it's a good it's a good way to figure out what the audience is going to laugh at. Because if they laugh at the uncomfortableness of the situation, I know that they're paying attention. If they only laugh at the at the sexual part of it, then I know that's where they're going to be. So it's kind of a good feeler joke. But I reference it in that, and then there's another joke, uh, just talking about a church talk that I heard once. And I mean, it could be anything. It could be a seminar, really, if I ever right. wanted to change it. But it actually happened in church, so that's why I say church. And it's just so, its a story about a guy. Uh, it's about a donkey that falls in a well. You guys might have even heard it. It probably goes around in emails and stuff. But it's about a donkey that falls in a well, and it's a dried-up well, and the donkey gets stuck, and the guy can't get it out. But I just I have a joke that goes along with, with that. And thats I think that's the only two times I referenced church. There that, might be another one. So that may be. That's what stuck out in my head. The the great pleasure. Yeah. Um, what, it, I thought it was really funny. So, oh, so along with that, though, I have a question. So so so. Well, first of all, first question: Do you write your own material? Yes, a hundred percent of it. And I would say eighty-five percent of it is true. And there, <laughs> there's a little bit of embellishing. To well, go you got to make it, it funny, right? But. I mean, yeah, you can just go up and say, hey, this crazy thing happened, but there's no joke to it. So it's working, you know, molding it, like, play with your feet into <laughs> into an actual joke that's stage-worthy. But, yeah, almost almost everything I talk about is real, and I write it, I write it all. So, so, do you, do you have kind of a path that you go down, and, and, and what I mean is, you start out with your intro joke, if people laugh at it, you go down one road... If people don't laugh at it, you go down another road, or do you pretty much have one set of material and go for broke? I pretty much have a set list on every every set that I do, and I'm confident enough in those jokes. There's occasionally, if I'm going to work something new in, and I feel like it's just kind of a touch-and-go crowd, that I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to do that new stuff tonight, I'm just going to go for something that I know is going to hit. But other than that, I pretty much have a set list that I go through. And I do that. Do they tape it to the stage like they do at concerts? No, I mean, I'll keep it in my back pocket. And most of the time, if I'm doing like 10 to 15 minutes, I don't even take it out. But if I'm doing, you know, a 30-minute or an hour set, I'll just take it out when I get up there and set it on a stool and put it right next to my water. And usually I don't even need to look at it, but it's there just in case because it's better just to grab your water bottle, open it up, glance down for a second, take a drink, than to stand there and go... Uh, uh, where was I? Uh, oh, what was I going to do now? So. An hour. That seems like an exhausting feat for it, a comedian. Every time I've done an hour, it's gone well. And it's usually people I know in the crowd. But it goes by really fast, actually. It, if it's fun, a set just goes by. Like, it, 
It's like magic how fast it goes, to be honest. That's cool. I imagine it's mostly emotionally exhausting, worrying. Is this... I mean, do you ever get to the point where you no longer worry? Is this funny or not? And you're just going with it? Because I would be that guy that's like, oh my gosh, am I funny? Am I not funny? (laughs) Anytime, like at an open mic, is where I would try out something new. And I always get stressed out, out about the new stuff, trying it out. It... I'll get a little, you know, talk a little fast while I'm on the stage. And, but other than that, I pretty much know what's going to work and where I'm going to do it. And I get a little nervous energy right before I go up. Heart starts beating a little bit. But then once I get up there and I grab the mic, I'm fine. Would you classify yourself as a strong extro- extrovert? A strong extrovert. Uh, def- define. Let me- so, uh, are you are you someone that just really enjoys public speaking? Here's the weird thing. And being thing. in front of other people and interacting. It doesn't bother me. I, I like making people laugh, first of all. But if I have to speak in front of other people for other things, you know, like you, whether I spoke at church a couple weeks ago, and it was no big deal. Or even if it's just talking to kids at schools or something like that, I'm fine with it. It's one-on-one conversations that I struggle. That's I will start to stutter, and I don't know what to say. That's more hmm. uncomfortable to me talking to somebody. I'm a, during the day. I'm a mailman, so obviously I'm not paying all my bills with comedy. So <laughs> if I drive up and somebody's standing at their mailbox, that stresses me out. I can like feel it in my gut. You just throw it and drive up. Yeah, it's like, oh no, what am I gonna? I know they're gonna say, is my million dollar check in there? Or they're gonna say, you can keep the bills, and then I've got to have something to say back. To them. <laughs> oh my gosh! Everybody does it. Everybody, I can imagine. Everybody, yeah. So that stresses me out more than going up in front of three hundred to five hundred people or whatever. Even though, like, feeling the pressure of, oh, maybe they. I have to perform like it's always a performance they want me to be funny instead of just having like a normal conversation well that's that's confidence because I know how that's going to go I know the jokes I know exactly what I'm going to say you know I I'll, oh I'm just talking normal people oh like, yeah that know you like it's they totally expect you to be unknown. funny all the time yeah there are people that are like hey tell me a joke I'm, say something funny yeah it, it's just like eh, that's not really how it works you know? <laughs> so people used to do that to me all the time and my response was always take a poop <laughs> take a poop yeah. right now. I can't just take a poop. Well, I can't just be funny, okay? Right, right. It comes from my soul. It's circumstantial, it really is. <laughs> That's right. But you can use that take a poop, by the way. That's not <laughs> right. copyrighted. I'll drop that one. Would you? Oh! oh yes! yes. So, Look how gentle that clap was. I don't, I'm so proud of you. That was like a, a slight clap. I'm really working on it. So, so, so what do you do when nobody laughs? What, when you get to one of your big jokes and it's just silent? The crowd's weird. Or First of all, it's very rare. Amish. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <It's their> Amish. <laughs> uh, some people will just kind of make a joke about the fact that it didn't work. Or if it's something new, I'll just say, guys, that was something new. <laughs> Thanks for at least listening or whatever. Or or you can just barrel through and just like, all right, the next one will work. I mean, if it, if it was a, a series of jokes that weren't going to work, I mean. Then it's time to find then, a profession. Yeah, well, <laughs> or just try and dig your way out of it and just start talking to people in the crowd, I guess. But So how different are crowds? Like, would you say that you have something that works all the time and then you just try your tried and true things against certain crowds and maybe some of them don't fire when they always typically do? And maybe the crowd just got a weird vibe, or there was a riot outside, and, <laughs> or you know, m- several muggings happened on the way in. 
I'm bad at asking questions, okay? <laughs> no, those are great situations. Thank you. You're welcome. It, it, it's an important way to feel out how the crowds are going to be. That's why uh, MCing or hosting is the toughest thing to do in stand-up, because you're going up there cold. Their job is kind of to set the tone. It's like, okay, guys, I'm so-and-so. I am going to set the tone for this show. You're now, instead of you know sitting there talking, eating your nachos, or checking your phone, now you're going to pay attention to who's up here. And it, sometimes it takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes ten minutes. Sometimes it happens instantly. But it's their job to get the crowd into show mode. Ooh. But don't let him fool you. He emceed at the Utah Arts Festival, and he was awesome. Oh, so. thanks. So do you do that a lot? Uh, that's the second time I've emceed, oh. but I've done the Arts Festival like four years in a row. And yeah. I only have so many clean jokes, so <laughs> if you've seen me there before. <laughs> really? Are you, are you pretty um, dirty? I'm, I'm PG thirteen. Nice clean. I, so you have one shit. It would be borderline R. It would be considered clean nationwide, probably. A little uh, but here in Utah. Utah, it's yeah. I mean, I talk about adult things. I talk about wieners. Uh, I don't <laughs> boobies. A lot of what I talk about is innuendo. <laughs> I do mention boobies. I'm a fan, but <laughs> there's a lot of innuendo to what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know. Sexual, you know, situations with my wife, or the uncomfortable of raising teenagers, or but that's part of where the comedy comes from. I'm yes. assuming, yes. Yes. for sure, right? So I, I don't like go hard into it. I just kind of dance around it and let the imagination. And it's amazing how some people will be like, "That was really dirty," and other people are like, "Oh, that wasn't dirty at all." Because I'll take it to where I think my personal line is, and then if they go further, that's fine. Right. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even necessarily consider myself clean. I just have a. I like the imagination of a joke on the Cosby and a surprise. scale. On the Cosby with scale. Cosby on one side, Cleo, and with Richard Pryor on the. Is it Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy on Eddie the Murphy. other? Where the F squadron has just left the hangar and they are all dropping the F bombs. Where would you put yourself? I like that I created that spectrum. Is that a 16 or a 35? Yes. In the comedy world, I'm pretty clean. But, I mean, I don't think I'm dirty at all, but I also don't think I'm clean. Anybody who says they're a clean comedian, I kind of question their motives about why they want to be a clean comedian, because I think you're probably not telling the truth on things. I just don't drop F-bombs in the show, you know what I mean? It's just... I I can't do... You you throw some S-grenades, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'll say shit once in a while, (gasps) I mean... That's <laughs> we just lost our PG thirteen rating. If sir. it's part, of, oh sorry, like we ever had one. <laughs> if it's part, if it's you know gonna add to the joke, I'll do it. But I just, I don't know. I just, if I'm it not serves super, a purpose. I'm not super crass in real life, but I'm also not you know do you offended think, by anything. Well, do you think that the type of comedy that that people enjoy says something about them because it's relating to them? Like, not everybody's gonna find. Brian Regan funny. Not everyone's going to find right. Jim Gaffigan funny, but they might find Lisa Lampanelli funny or Richard Pryor. Or do you think that's telling about a person's character of what they're finding funny? Yes, I think if you say I don't like clean comedy and you've seen Gaffigan and Regan and you didn't like them, I kind of question what you actually like because like. they're both amazing comedians. Now that being said, there's some people that. You know, are super dirty. I love Bill Burr. 
He's, oh, he's my absolute favorite comedian. He is such a psycho in, in real life, but he's so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing like him on stage, but I love everything he talks about. I love Mark Marin. I love... I don't love Louis C.K. I like Louis C.K., but... I really don't. He doesn't, he doesn't click with me as much as Bill Burr does. Do you hate Dane Cook? That's my question. I don't hate Dane Cook, but I wouldn't... <laughs> And apparently I'm incredibly, like, racist and bigoted because I love Lisa Lampanelli, so there's that. (laughs) There's that. I don't dislike her. I just, (laughs) I think she's more of a character. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I don't think she really believes a lot of what she's saying. So, uh, no, I I completely agree with that because she is friends with everyone, but she's picking on everyone in her act, you know? So the real question that we're all trying to ask, we're kind of dancing around it here a little bit because we're dancers, um, is other than me, who's your favorite comedian? <laughs> I would probably say Bill Burr. John Mulaney was just here. John Mulaney is great. Two great ones. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. There's, there seriously is a ton. I love Jimmy Pardo. How, how He's much, totally different than everybody else. How much would you say you're inspired by other comedians? Do you learn from them? Or, I mean, I know you write your own stuff, but do you hear something they say and say, you know what, that would be funnier if... Unfortunately, that is how I watch comedy now. I I don't enjoy it as much. I, I still enjoy it, but I break it down. It's because you understand the process. Right. Yeah. You, it's like it's a, how a movie maker would watch a movie and go, this is wrong, this is wrong. I can watch... I mean, I saw Suicide Squad... And I loved it because I'm not a movie critic. I don't. I just went to be entertained, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that's how most people are watching comedy. Unfortunately, I I sit in the room and I'm just kind of like, well, in this. Uh, F- favorite part about there. Suicide Squad? Ah, uh, jeez. <laughs> not the bad. Probably guy. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Was there anyone else in the movie? I missed that part. I mi- was it <laughs> at any other point? Was there someone else out there? Because I missed I that really part. I really love Katana. She's awesome. Yeah, Katana's cool. You know who I thought was not cool, who I was surprised about because I thought it was going to be cool? The Joker. I thought the Joker was trying a little hard. like And Jared Leto, Leto. Jared Leto. Him too. Total character <laughs> actor. And I know he does all this research, and so he really put his heart and soul into it. I just didn't like that Joker. They, they I like more I of think, his stuff than they used. I think it's a valid Joker, but he's just not interesting to me. I liked Leto as the Joker a lot. But every once in a while, I would see Jim Carrey and his performance, and it would pull me out just a little bit. I'd be like, ooh, that's a little... <laughs> Some Ace Ventura yeah. flying out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the wrong thing. What about... Uh, the guys are asking you about your favorite comedian. What about women comedians? I love Is there anybody comedians. that really you're drawn to as far as their style? One of my favorite comedians, actually, now that you've brought this up, it reminded me, Kathleen Madigan. She's amazing. Uh, there's tons of other comedians, lady comedians. Jackie Cation, most people don't know who she is. But she opens for Maria Bamford. She opens for Brian Regan. She's amazing. Whenever I watch her stuff, I'm like, especially something new. She, last time she came here, she was working on a new joke. And she started to start telling it. And I was like, Jackie, I hope you're going where I think you're going. And she did. And I told her afterward, and she was so happy that, that I loved it. it. It was about Morse code. So... Some of the crowd is like, what is she talking about? But, <laughs> but you got I, it. That's yeah. all that matters. I love cerebral humor. I, I yeah, love feeling what... like I know something. Like, oh, I'm, I'm like one of three people in the audience that got it. Self high five. Of course, that's probably not what they're going for as a comedian. So. Right. How often do you try to throw new material in? Is that something you do a lot? I'm always writing. I try to only do new material at open mic. Sometimes 
if I haven't written a bunch of new stuff, I'll just try and bring back something I haven't done for a while because you know I don't I've got over an hour of material and I can't do it all the time. So are we all gonna pass out? Well, I, I'm, I'm fine, but I noticed that uh, <laughs> Jess is fanning down our the hero, the man, the myth, the breakdancer, Jeremy it's here. A, it's a warm the soon-to-be cut for our next guy. Right, He's waiting for here. some grapes. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> there, there are grapes, but there are grapes of wrath. Grapes so of wrath. Steinbeck your ass. <laughs> now I forgot what I was talking about. What was I saying? Well, you were saying... How new material. New, new material. material. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always writing Sorry, new material. Uh, a lot of it... I don't ever use or I'll try it once and then kind of forget about it or just put it away. Like if it's a one-liner, I'm not a one-liner comedian. I, I do more stories. So I, I'll kind of hang on to it and maybe there's somewhere I can plug it in another joke somewhere else. But yeah, I'm always trying to do new stuff. As far as the weekends go, I tend to do stuff I know is going to work. If I'm really confident in something new, I'll put it in on a weekend. But I don't really want to do new stuff on a weekend because that's people that don't know who I am, usually. I mean, there's people that are seeing me for, you know, not the first time, and maybe they've heard me do the same jokes. But I would say the majority of the crowd is seeing me for the first time, and I want them to walk away with a good impression, saying, this guy's funny. But if I'm doing something that I just thought of that day and it's three minutes long, that's kind of dicey. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they might go, well, that guy wasn't very funny. So... Potentially the last question du jour for this fine The New Utah Podcast, which I forgot to say at the beginning of the episode. Branding, Butterfield, branding. Um, so you you have a day job. Um, you know, this is a secret identity where you whip off the, um, you know, the your uniform and then you do the comedy thing. What do you ultimately want to do? do you, is this something that you'd like to do? Full-time, permanently? Yeah, stand-up is what I want to do. Whether it's... I mean, there, I know guys that make a lot of money just doing cruise ships and private stuff. And that's one of the reasons I don't go too far, even though... I mean, I can write dirty jokes, trust me. I, I'll make dirty jokes. And I'm not... And I love dirty jokes. I love hearing them. But one of the reasons it's, it's kind of like a self-discipline thing, because if I want to do a cruise ship or I want to do corporate events, you, you got to keep it pretty clean. And... I'll even say, if somebody asked me, if somebody paid me like five grand to do a corporate event and they wanted an hour, I'd probably need at least a month to, to come up with a clean hour. I've got a really good clean half hour, but an hour? No. No. So, so that's one of the reasons I try to keep it as cl close to clean as possible, even though I hate using the term clean because everybody's definition of clean is different. And if somebody's going to be easily offended, they're probably going to be offended at my jokes, even right. though somebody else would say that's pretty clean. So as your future business partner, <laughs> I want to put this out here. I have a way to turn that half an hour into a full hour. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. Here's a pen. You're going to want to take some All notes. Right. <laughs> so what you do is you do the half hour that's clean, and then you do the half hour that's dirty, but instead of actually saying like boobies and wiener, you go beep. And then everyone's like, what is he saying? I don't even know, but it's funny. And then you're like, you're self-censoring. It's so cool. And you've got all that material already. You've got an hour's material. We know that. Right. You just beep yourself. And then everyone's like, whoa, this guy is cerebral. And I think my brain just edited that out for me. See, the problem with my stuff is it's, it's not that I have to beep out. Uh, trigger words or anything like that. Because I don't... already said he doesn't use the F word. I know, but there could be some S bombs, 
Well, those are easy to take out. Right. I'll grant See, you. With the but bees. usually it's subject matter. If I'm talking about talking to my kids about sex or they're spending too much so time in the bathroom. So you're talking about your or, beep, about beep, yeah. bam, comedy <laughs> gold. That takes the fun out of it. Oh. But it's you're clean. Right. It, it is, is clean. It is clean. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm a bad business partner. All right, so we, we do have one question. You've got question. good ideas, though. I like where you're going. We do have one question that we, that we ask. Time all out. Our... No, time oh, out. Whoa, whoa, we're not ready for that? Sorry. No. I want to know who your favorite local comedian is. Uh, uh, other than me. You have to put in other than me, because I'm pretty funny. Go ahead. It's, she doesn't even look that's at a tough. <laughs> that's a tough, tough question. It really is, because... Uh, Mike oh. Lee? Is it, is it? The answer Mike is Lee. myself. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought you meant besides me. No. No. <laughs> besides us. Besides us, Butterfield, and rel- related to Butterfield. All right, besides everybody in this room, I don't know. It's a tough question. It really is, because some days... When I first started, I definitely would have had a list of favorites, but the longer I've been doing it, it's... I don't know. It's competitive, and I get a little petty. Oh, and you've killed all your competition? <laughs> uh, in my mind, sometimes. Oh, I even that. moved out of state for a little while. I'm a, I'm not the most social comedian in the scene. A lot of people get into comedy because they want to be part of the comedy scene. and that's Like with each other or like with fans? With each other. Oh, okay. Is it because there's a lot of hookers and blow? There is, there is zero of either of those things. <laughs> you need to get out by yourself. Dude, I, what, what, I've heard all the wrong it's, things about it's, comedy. It's pancakes and coffee more oh, than it. It's better. going to Village Inn after shows. And I used to do that when I was younger, but... I do love coffee. I just... The, the interest for that isn't there. I didn't... I'm not, I mean, I've got a few friends. Jacob Lee is a pretty good friend of mine. and uh, uh, You know, I'm friends with Key Stubbs, who owns Wise Guys. And then there's... Spencer King is a pretty good friend of mine. And there's others that I... I'm forgetting right now or not mentioning. But as far as favorite, I don't know. It's Fair enough. It, it's a hard question to answer. Do you... Okay, gosh darn it. Now that I opened an interesting other question. So because... <laughs> I got all night. I, well, you know what? We may just take it there because we are fascinated. <laughs> um, and I'm sure our podcast listeners, both of them, are right now going, hell yeah, ask that next question well, right I'm now. I'm one of them, so... Oh, so the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh shit! Did I really just forget you the just question forgot. because <laughs> of all the buildup? Well, you go ahead and oh. think about it. Okay, you're good. You're good. I'm good. Okay. So here it is. Do you think that your um, your approach towards being in you know the comedy scene is it holding you back from really taking it to that next level? Do you think that people that are like showing up with hookers and blow <laughs> are getting to that next level quicker? I mean, admittedly, that's quicker not for sure. Quicker? No, because it's all about. Uh, getting yourself ready and distractions for me aren't a good thing. I need to be as focused as I can be. So I'm I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm I'm comfortable with where I'm at in the scene, and I'm not really trying to impress anybody else in the scene to because they can kiss your ass. No, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I'm sorry, kiss your butt. Real quick, let me ex- let me explain as far as my disdain for some of the people in the scene. If I'm one on one with them. We're okay. This is actually taken from... Uh, Mark Marin talked about this in his last show here. And it was about Americans outside of America. Like, if, if there's one of them, probably pretty good. If there's two of them, eh, there's a little question there. If there's three, I'm out. I'm the same way with comedians. Like, once, once there's a group of anybody, like a large group of people, I'm just not into that. 
And that's more than anybody. It's not that I necessarily dislike the other comedians in town, but when there's six of them standing around being obnoxious, I'm just that's not what I'm into. And I, I didn't like that in high school. I didn't like it in junior high. I just so you weren't the class clown. You were a person who had a unique perspective who wanted to share that perspective in a, in a comedic way, but you weren't the class clown. Yeah, I was not voted class clown. I, I had some good one-liners in there, though, but... Hmm. <laughs> I was a lot. Okay, so we are running short on time. we got to get to our important question. Oh, yes, the one question that we ask all, all of right. our interviews. Okay, what, what would you tell someone visiting Utah they had to do before they left? They had to do before they left. I mean, everybody says Temple Square, I know. I would say, especially if it's an outdoorsy person, I would say get with somebody that knows what they're doing and go hike through the Uintas. That's a great there's, one. There's yeah. nothing like it. You don't, you don't even have to go fishing. Just when you go through those trails and you're going lake to lake and there's some amazing views, take a camera with you. I mean, there's nothing like walking through those the forest. Up Especially in the summertime when it's a thousand degrees, like in my office right now. <laughs> it's right now. Um, <laughs> and then you get up into those into those nice trails, and everything's cooler, and it's quiet, right? And you just feel, yeah, it's a it's a cool feeling. It's a, it's a good place to go and just think, just clear your head. You don't have to work. There's no cell service up there. You don't have to dink around on your phone. You're not going to be reaching for it every five seconds. No, no Yahtzee with friends. Well, I, you could take Yahtzee if you really wanted. Okay. But for me, I'm. Uh, I, I just want to think. Sometimes I, I enjoy the quiet. I'm not afraid of the quiet. So where can people find you? Uh, the best place right now. I, I'm building a website. It's. It's in the process. Uh, right now, probably Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. I'll. I like having as many friends as possible on there um on twitter travis tate funny and i've got a few things i'm working on uh, my friend jacob i talked about earlier we're gonna, we're working on a web series where we're gonna be like cousins and it's kind of like a odd couple type thing <laughs> like i'm kind of the like how i am and is one of you balky bertokamus and the other one is cousin larry <laughs> i would be cousin larry and he would be balky less dancing but, da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> he would be the balky he would be the wild card and I would be the kind of uh, more uh, low key guy and then uh, I'm actually working on a podcast with my wife she actually works at the downtown wise guy she she works the door there and it just it was one of those things where they needed somebody to work and she was there with me like every single weekend to watch me on shows and they asked do you think she would do this for one night and she did it and she liked it and then it just turned into a, a thing where hey, we can pay your student loans off with this. So, Sweet, <laughs> that's so she does, awesome. Yeah, so she does that. So she knows all the comics in town. They like her way better than they like me. She's <laughs> she's a nice person. I'm not. And uh, but she's got a good perspective on things, and you know we've got a similar sense of humor. So we're gonna that's gonna be called the Hey Penny Podcast because everybody walks in and goes Hey Penny. So and that, awesome. That's how that's gonna be. Her name's Penny. That's great. And uh, the Hey Penny Podcast podcast listeners. Check it out. We've recorded a few practice ones, and they're not ready to air yet, but <laughs> we're getting there. She's never done anything like this before. She's neither have we, and that's so. what makes it so much fun. Yeah, can I tell you a little secret? These are still practice ones. Ah, just so we just put it out? Yeah, we haven't quite figured it out yet, but we're just doing it. By the time somebody goes back and listens, they're going to be hardcore fans, right? I know. They're going to be like, we're going to look past these early days where Josh was crazy and he would clap and snap and loved himself. Anyway. Then a couple more things. Uh, I'll be at Comic Con, Salt Lake Comic Con this year. I'm doing two panels. I'm doing a panel 
uh, Thursday that's about like the DC universe as far as TV, like The Flash and Arrow and you're, all those shows. You're a comic book geek? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've done Harry Potter panels. I've done... Uh, did you not read his bio? Doctor I did Who read panels. his bio. God damn, did Josh. A, did a panel <laughs> about the Doctor Who's companions. I've done a Buffy the Vampire Slayer panel. Uh, Disneyland. Okay. Star Wars. His Buffy the Vampire <laughs> panel was not on the bio. And had I known, this would have been a very different set of questions. Okay? Well, we're just going to have to have him back once he starts his web series. Then, there huh? you go. Okay, well, I'm, I'm biting back. I'm biting back physically with effort. So, Josh, the questions. We're, we've been very excited to have Travis on our show this evening. Thank you very much for being here, Travis. Oh, thanks for having me. Josh, where can they find us? I look at us on Facebook and also Twitter. And, and, and Jess, where would that be? Since Josh... <laughs> <laughs> These swings and misses. Oh, Twitter is TNU Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at the New Utah Podcast. And our blog at thenewutah.wordpress.com. So please join us next week. And for tonight, Josh, say goodnight. Good night tonight, Josh. Is that what I meant to do? Here you go. Okay. That's good.